insane amount of smoke coming out of that paper mill just 24-7. That's why I have a mask on. This morning, from bad to worse, tens of millions of Americans are on alert for unhealthy air. The New York Yankees game last night smelling like a campfire. You've had this horrible tragedy, uh, which seems to be because of this uh, multi-billion dollar company. New York at one point seen the worst air quality of any city on earth. Well, she had an asthma attack um, one night and she couldn't be saved. The, uh, the doctors didn't just say she couldn't be saved. They uh, said she was brain dead, but if I agreed to donate her organs, then they'll let her stay brain dead for two weeks and let us visit her. And I didn't want my daughter to suffer like that. The smoky haze coming from wildfires in Canada is blotting skylines from Manhattan to Cleveland. We're really seeing these exceptional levels that are traditionally seen in really, really populated cities. More than 400 wildfires are burning across Canada, from the western provinces to Quebec, turning the sky bright orange. It's kind of the smoke coming out of it is gray, but then at points it turns black. And today with the rain, I'm looking at it right now and it, it's black. Smoke seeping across the border, prompting air quality advisories for at least 80 million Americans as far south as North Carolina. Uh, almost every day, I had to take her to go get an asthma treatment at the hospital to the point it got so bad that the hospital had her come in two times a week. They had a shot flown in from California that she had to get inserted into her and stay at the hospital for like three hours and make sure she didn't have no kind of reaction from it to be able to come outside. So that's how my daughter had to live. Your son also, 32, he's on life support. One expert saying if you're exposed to the current air quality in New York for 24 hours, it could be equivalent to smoking six cigarettes. Was he out and about a lot in this community and he complained about the smells? Yes, very badly. Very badly. He never had asthma or anything. I mean, he had it a little bit as he was coming up, but the doctor said he was so active that he was growing out of it. So it wasn't like he had to take asthma treatments or or the inhaler or anything. He didn't have to take no medications for his asthma because he was growing out of it. And then as soon as we moved over here, it just, like I said, we went to go check on him and he wasn't breathing. And the doctor said he had an asthma attack to had that was so severe it stopped his heart to say when my daughter passed. So it's been touch and go with him. We've been called to the hospital about five times to say our goodbyes. The last time they called us to the hospital, his heart, his liver, his kidneys, Everything shut down on him. Wasn't nothing working. They told us to come say our goodbyes to him. And we went in there and we went to praying over him. And about three hours later, the doctor called me like, your son is woke. He's back. And I'm like, wow, that's a blessing. But he lost his front memory. He just had the memory of it in his back of his head. Now, you said that he's currently on life yeah, he's on the life support in the house. He's on 24-hour oxygen. I got about 30 oxygen tanks, so when I take him somewhere, and then, like, this weather right here, this might be all right for him to come outside for a little while. Long as he don't, the smell don't start coming from graphic packaging. But we majorly stay, keeps him in the house, and I keep all the windows down. 
have to freeze myself because I have to turn on all the fans and stuff for him so he can have air and because we can't open the window up. The immediate health risks are worsening of asthma and worsening of allergy symptoms. It can happen immediately in exposure to this type of air quality. Vulnerable people are warned to stay inside. Look at the current air quality, folks. It is hazardous out there to be outside from New York to Philly, uh, much of southern New England, and that's not going to change much through the day on Wednesday. But there is some relief coming on Friday. The rain will wash out a lot of that smoke out of the air. Scientists monitor unhealthy air from wildfire smoke by measuring a particle known as PM2.5, which is small enough to get past your airway defenses and cause breathing problems. A recent study at Stanford University found in the last decade there has been a 27-fold increase in the number of people living in areas with an unhealthy amount of PM2.5 at least one day per year. What are the, what are the doctors saying to you? Are they saying anything about that it, that it might be coming from the gases they're releasing or they don't say anything? No, they don't really say anything. They just say his asthma's getting worse. Or that's basically what they're saying. But they have asked me what kind of environment we live in and I told them, so one doctor was like, yeah, it, it, it could be coming from graphic packaging, the chemicals that's being released. Well, these doctors should know. I mean, it's been reported 90% of uh, Kalamazoo's black population lives on the north side mm -hmm. or on the north side and since 2015 1950 so almost 2000 babies under 1 years old so we're talking infants yeah. 1950 babies black babies mm -hmm. have died since 2015 it might be even worse now that's five times the rate of white babies and 90% of uh, black residents live in this neighborhood. Welcome to I'm Sick of This Place. I'm your host, Chad Becker. And let's try to do a little bit of the Fiscal Responsibility Act of 2023. We are just going to go through some of the basic plot points. And I think that'll, that'll bring us to our half hour. So, right off the bat, Section 101, Discretionary Spending Limits, sets spending caps for the fiscal year of 2024 and 2025. It is over $886 billion for defense and over $703 billion for non-defense. Of course, we always spend more money on defense. Section 102, Special Adjustments for Fiscal Years 2024 and 2025. If there is a continuing resolution and result on or after January 1st of 2024 for fiscal year 2024, or continuing resolution for 2025 on or affected January 1st, 2025, defense and non-defense spending will be sequestered, meaning a 1% across the board cut. Title II, Budget Enforcement in the House of Representatives. Explains how the House of Representatives must implement this law. Title III, Budget Enforcement in the Senate. Explains how the Senate must implement this law. Division B, Save Taxpayer Dollars. Title I, Recession of Unobligated Funds takes money back from accounts where it wasn't 
all spent, including from Public Health and Social Services Emergency Fund, Center for Disease and Control Prevention, specifically their COVID vaccine activities and vaccine supply chains. All the money except $7 billion for COVID testing and mitigation. All of SARS-CoV-2 genome sequencing money except $714 million. All the money for COVID global health programs. International Disaster Disaster Assistance Funds for the State Department. National Institutes of Health. National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Community Health Centers. National Health Service Corps. Nurse Corps. Graduating Levels Teaching Health Centers. Mental Health and Substance Use Disorder Training for Healthcare Professions and Public Safety Officers. Grants for Mental Health for mental providers, funding for pediatric mental health care access, grants for survivors of sexual assault, child abuse prevention and treatment, medical visits at home for facilities, state and local fiscal recovery funds, rural health care grants, restaurant revitalization funds, Elementary and Secondary School Emergency Relief Funds. Housing for People with Disabilities. Housing for the Elderly. Grants to Amtrak and Airports. Air Carrier Worker Support and Air Transportation Payroll Support. So, when I read this off the top, I'm like, okay, yeah. COVID isn't really around anymore. But let's keep funds or the funding for a lot of it especially as you go further down and and you're hitting the rural health care grants the child abuse prevention and treatment grants for survivors of sexual assault funding for pediatric mental health care access but hey if they didn't spend it let's take it Title II, Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection. Recession, Section 251, Recession of Certain, or whatever that word is, of Certain Balances Made Available to the Internal Revenue Service. Defunds the IRS by $1.4 billion. Now, my problem with the defunding of the IRS is that if the IRS is supposed to do their job, they need funding. And by their job, I mean going after the rich. Now, people will say that defunding the IRS or when they were going to hire a bunch of more people and they decided not to is a good thing. And it is If you only come to the idea that our taxes don't actually create what 
the government is uh, doesn't create the money at which the government spends. And uh, then you can go into the MMT world, which I am in, but I also am not in enough to actually formulate a, a proper description and how it functions. Title three, statutory administration's pay-as-you-go, requires agencies to submit plan to reduce spending in an equal or greater amount to every action they take, increasing spending. This is easily waived and expires at 2024. Title four, termination of suspension of payments of federal loans, resumption of accrual of interest in collections. Section 271. At the end of September, people with federal students' loans will no longer... Yeah. At the end of September, people with federal student loans will have to begin repayment of their loans, and the Secretary of Education is not allowed to implement an extension of payment pause. Why? Because, guess what? People don't have money... People don't have money to pay back their extremely expensive student loans. So another way of beating down the poor and working class. Division C, grow the economy. Just had to take a quick little boom, boom break. Where was I? Okay. Division C. Now, this is really where things start to get good. Grow the economy. Title I, temporary assistance for needy families. Orders reports about work requirements for welfare payments. That's not a good thing. Okay. They're just trying to make sure if no one is working too much getting a little too much on their minimum wage, getting too much. You picked up an extra two hours at your Walmart gig? I'm sorry, you're getting cut off. Title two, SNAP extent, ex- exemptions. Exemptions. Section 311. Modification of work requirement exemptions. Here we go. In order to receive food benefits for more than three months in a three-year period, able-bodied people have to have worked at least 20 hours per week or participate in a work program for 20 hours per week unless that person is under 18 or over 50 years old. Medically unable to work, is a parent with dependent children or is pregnant, This provision increases the work requirement age over the next few years, so it becomes 55 years old. This provision adds homeless individuals, veterans, or foster kids until they are 24 to list the people exempt from their work requirements. This provision expires and qualifications revert back to what they used to be on October 1st, 2020. 30. So, I'm not 100% certain, 
But I think that means let me Google Snap um, requirements over 50 years old. If you're an adult over the age of 60 and are living with a disability, your household generally must meet the following two conditions for applying for SNAP. Huh. So it doesn't say... I don't need whatever that is to know my location. Huh, okay, that that didn't help me Googling. In order to receive food benefits. So what if you're... So so by, by increasing from 50 to 55, does that mean... Huh, I don't know. Try to Google it, and, 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 and maybe I didn't do too good of a Google, but I thought... Something would happen. But here, this next section, permitting reform, is how they're going to fuck us over environmentally as is showcased in the following after the next section. So, so if you haven't been listening to this program for long enough, the intro should allow you to understand a little bit where I'm coming from as far as what my big issues are, and that is environmental protection and environmental justice for people who are coming from a lower socioeconomic background, mostly black people, that are being poisoned by their government. And this reform will allow it to happen further and for the government to more or less pass the blame per se, on to the corporations, all while providing the corporations protection via these loose sort of, well, I'll just get into it. I'll just read it. Changes the requirement for NEPA environmental studies to include any negative environmental impacts of not implementing the proposed agency action in the case of a no-action alternative and requires only irreversible and irretrievable commitments of federal resources which would have been involved in the proposed agency action should be implemented. I don't know really what that means. Um, When you Google NEPA studies... I'm just trying to get this out. Yeah, whatever. On to the next one. Adds circumstances where agencies will have will not have to produce environmental impact documents. Adds circumstances. It doesn't say what the circumstances are, but they added them where agencies will not have to provide environmental impact documents. Requires environmental impact statements when the action has a reasonably foreseeable significant effect on human environment. Human environment that is not 
anything besides where humans are, the city. We're not talking about animals. We're not talking about plants. So, that means, let's say, 20 miles away from the city, where there's not really any human environment, a.k.a., let's say, like a grasslands or a forest. If there's something they can fuck up in there, you know. It ain't going to require an environmental impact statement. And what those are, and I Google those before, so I know I can get a quick little Google. Okay. <clears throat> so an EIS, or Environmental Impact Statement, is federal agencies prepared an environmental impact statement if a proposed major federal action is determined to be significantly affect the quality of human environment. Damn, they already changed it. The regulatory requirements for an EIS is more detailed and rigorous than the requirements or of an EA. Okay. Allowing agencies to use any reliable data source. Here is where it gets good. Allows agencies to use any reliable data source. Guess who's using a reliable data source in East Palestine? You know, we're, we're going to use the testing that Northfolk Southern paid for. That's a reliable data source. What about Kalamazoo, Michigan with the dirty fucking air? You know what? We're going to use a reliable data source, which is the paper mill, graphic packaging, and design. We're going to say they're reliable and use their stuff. And it says the agency is not required to undertake any new scientific or technical research unless new scientific or technical research is essential to a reasoned choice among alternatives and the overall cost and time frame of obtaining it are not unreasonable. So they can be like, eh, it's honestly, you know, it's going to cost too much. It's going to take too long. It's not reasonable. It's unreasonable. See? See how when shit happens and there's a way to make things worse, they're going to do it. And they're going to slide it in under bullshit that doesn't really, like, is the debt ceiling. But why is there so much bullshit? And we're going to get to the pipeline. We're going to get to the pipeline. But why is there so much bullshit dictated towards the destruction of the environment? Anyways. Assigns roles for lead agencies and cooperative agencies and says agencies will produce a single environmental document sets at 150-page limit on environmental impact statements and 300 pages for proposed agency with extraordinary complexity. So they're just setting page limits. That's not a big deal for me. In in all honesty, I understand why they would because who wants to read 150, 300 pages? Um, and even if it is set, I highly doubt um, whoever will read 150 and 300 pages sets a 75-page limit on environmental assessments. Requires lead agencies 
to allow a project sponsor to prepare assessments and environmental impact statements under the supervision of the agency. The lead agency will evaluate the documents and shall take responsibility for the contents. What the fuck does that even mean? That seems like more gobbledygook. Sounds like we will sponsor you, a.k.a., you know, let you do it. We'll be like, eh, eh, let's not do it. We'll just have, we'll sponsor, wait, who do you want to use, Norfolk Southern? Okay, we'll sponsor them. Oh, who do you want to use, graphic packaging and design? Oh, we'll use them. Environmental impact statements must be completed in under two years after the EIS is ordered by the agency. The environmental fucking um, impact statement is ordered by the agency. Environmental assessments, EAs, uh, must be completed in a year. The agency may extend deadlines. Cool. Project sponsors are given the right to take government agencies to court to failure meet a deadline. Okay, that doesn't seem that bad. Section 324. Expediting completion of the Mountain Valley Pipeline. Congress hereby ratifies an approval approves all authorization, permits, verification, extensions, biological options, incidental take statements, and any other approvals or ordered issues pursuant to federal law necessary for the construction and initial operation at full capacity of the Mountain Valley Pipeline. Hooray. I thought we were trying to get off of oil. I thought we were trying to get off of fucking natural gas. I thought we were about to be renewables. Gives the Secretary of the Army 21 days after enactment of the law to issue all permits or verifications necessary to complete the construction of the Mountain Valley Pipeline across the waters of the United States. Hooray! Imagine if it leaks across the waters. Where is Mountain Valley Pipeline crossing? Zero. So it's going from, damn, why is it, well, that's not that, that's helpful, but that's not what I'm, okay, so it's going from West Virginia, oh, it starts in Kentucky, no, that's Kentucky, okay, so it starts in West Virginia, goes into Tennessee, um, is on the line of the, no, Okay, no, it starts in... <laughs> this map's got me fucked up, even though I'm tired. Uh, West Virginia, into Virginia, and, and then into North Carolina. Pretty big fucking pipeline. Oh, you can see where they were decimating the forest. Oh, I wonder... I wonder if I seen that... If they were, They had to have been clearing it out two years ago, a year ago, however long ago. Hooray. <laughs> Across the waters. No court shall have jurisdiction to renew any approval necessary for con- the construction and initial operations at full capacity of the Mountain Valley Pipeline, including 
any lawsuits pending in court as a date of enactment of this section. So, if they had a lawsuit pending, which I'm sure they did about it, you know, no court has jurisdiction. So, it's kind of wiped the slate clean. Hooray. That's uh, the plot points, what I gathered from um, the new bill that passed the debt crisis bill how fun how fun was that episode where i just kind of rambled off plot points you i'll let you be the the deciding factor on whether or not it's good what hung what it just like it just slowly gets worse because it's like okay all these money all the money that they might have for these things we're gonna take out oh yeah the irs we're not gonna really go after the rich people Oh, um, you got to pay back your student loans. Hey, um, this might be weird, but we're going to do a little work on SNAP and, uh, you know, the work requirements. And then it's like, boom, the calm before the oil storm. We're going to make sure, because from what I understand, there might be a huge legal battle that's brewing between Norfolk Southern, the government, and the people somewhere in that triangle. There's probably people getting sued, just like there's the class action lawsuit now against Kalamazoo graphic packaging and... Gretchen Whitmer, who, let me see if I can find, um, what, what, what the fuck would I do? It'd be Michigan um, Pride 2023 uh, commercial. Huh. I could have swore there was like a. I could have swore Gretchen Whitmer. Let me try that. Gretchen Whitmer commercial. One week ago. Huh. I can't find it. Okay, the reason why I couldn't find it was Dana Nessel, that fucking raggedy bitch. And I don't give a fuck. I don't. She dropped all the charges, got rid of all the evidence that was gathered by the predecessor for the Flint water crimes. They were going to get RICO charges for racketeering. And this horrible woman dropped it all. And nothing is going to happen for the Flint residents. She purposely dropped the ball knowing 
you cannot tell me you don't get in that you eat okay so you either get in that position of power for being really good or knowing the law really good or being inept so she's either inept or really good and i think she's really good at being bad and she knew that going to a grand jury trial of just the judge would would have been what happened which is oh you can't do that in Michigan, so we got to squash that. I, I believe she did it on purpose. Anyways, here's this bullshit. Times are tough for LGBTQ communities around the nation this Pride Month. 500 anti-LGBTQ Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed Missouri, which banned gender-affirming care. Now imagine, if you would, in Florida, how... The liberals, how the Democrats would be so upset, not let's let's say the predecessor of Ron DeSantis. Let's say the people who are in position now didn't start it, but they haven't helped and they continue to allow things to happen. Let's paint that picture. If Ron DeSantis and whoever his version of Dana Nessel is had a black community that had been poisoned, well, multiple black communities, we'll just say, well, well, for a decade and have not done anything. What if Ron DeSantis and the people in power in Florida purposely allowed the poisoning of poor black residents in Florida. How do you think the left would react? But we have this sort of thing where you try to play to the identity politics to make you seem like you give a shit. Anyways, back to the commercial. For minors, LGBTQ kids and adults feel unsafe and unwanted. But there's one state in America that's reversing this trend. Hmm. California. And that state is Michigan. Identify, identify or how you express yourself you have a place here in Michigan so I identify as a white man who is very mad at Michigan am I allowed is that is can, can I be prideful uh, I, whatever you identify with, be pride. Except for if you're a straight white male who sees the government as a form of oppression. And I, I, I think Michigan might be on the, the turncoat of, of California where 
identity politics reign supreme while the corporate overlords own everything. And by that, I mean like Silicon Valley, Apple, fucking bada bada bada, all those fucking mega corporation conglomerates that are there with rapid homelessness. I, th- I think Michigan might turn into California. Um, I mean, yes, there are some good things where it's like the workers' rights that I truly, because for me, it's not about identity politics. It's not about race. It's about class. And when you talk about class, you talk about an overarching thing that can culminate in solve a lot of these problems. But at the same time, it might help that racist white guy that voted for Trump because he bought into what Trump was selling, and that was a false hope and a false dream. He, <laughs> Trump was for white, poor white working class as Obama was for black people. And with that, I have to get ready for work. It's in the morning. It's one of my 12-hour days where I'm gone all fucking day long because that's what you have to do in America. You just have to work and work and work and skirt by at in the gig economy. I I, I think with the whole UPS strike and all that, soon we will be delivering our own packages to our neighbors while they are delivering their our packages to us. I think that is going to be... Hear, hear me now, in probably probably five years, I was going to say maybe three years, there's going to be a new app. I mean, you can already be an Amazon driver, but I think that's going to be um, broadened as, as there's like Uber, Lyft, you know, there's Instacart, DoorDash, there's all sorts of the same thing. That is what's going to be happening here soon with the packaging and delivering services. Have a good one.